What's up, guys? Greg here, and you are tuned into the September 2021 edition of The Dot. We are here with the Q3 update as we are three-fourths of the way through 2021. We have a very good look as to what the year of 2021 is going to look like in terms of music and album releases. This episode, we are going to go through the top 20 albums of the year so far. I will also be releasing a playlist that has all these albums in order. We're also going to check out out a ton of really great artists that release new music here in September. And if you guys have been listening to the podcast for a while, meaning dating back to 2019 when this started, um, I always use the same intro song, and it's the song you can hear behind me. And that song is Entity from Tora with Marin Jean. Well, we are lucky enough this episode to have Joe from Tora call in to talk about a song from his new album that they just released, their fifth studio album album that was released this past month in September. So cool to kind of come full circle. We are also going to check out Indigo D'Souza, RYF, Fox Lane, Park Road, Cheap Teeth, Bleach Lab is going to come back onto the podcast. They keep releasing fantastic music. Pace Shifters, Lombardi, Loose Buttons. I might be able to squeeze in a few more bands if we have time at the end of this. But like I said, we're going to start here with one of my favorite bands. I can't tell you guys how excited I am to uh, feature these guys on the podcast podcast. Uh, this is Tora, and we're going to check out their song New Age off their new album. And Tora is a four-piece made up of Joe, Thorne, Sean, and Jai. And Joe called in to tell us a little bit about this new song. Hey guys, this is Joe from Tora. Thanks for having us on the dot. Our song New Age is about running through stages of life next to someone that you love and accepting their changes facilitating their evolution and supporting them through thick and thin. It's about unconditional love and acceptance. Hope you like it. New age for me, I be the world, I be the world. I wait for you, I be on time. Oh, yeah. 
That is Tora with their new song, New Age, and such a smooth sound. They have an incredible catalog already. Like I said, that's their fifth album. I highly recommend you guys go back and listen to some of their albums from the past. You really could hear their development from their debut back in 2013 all the way up to this latest album here called A Force Majeure. That's going to lead us into the first five of the top 20 albums of the year. I'm going to run down 20 to 16. An interesting note from my top 20 albums of the year so far, 18 of these 20 albums came in either Q2 or Q3. So that's from the time frame of April all the way to the end of this month, September. So that means only two of these albums remain from the initial Q1 update that we did back in March. Another interesting thing, 16 of the 20 artists their debut album came out in 2013 or later. Some of them are on their third or fourth album, others are on their fifth and sixth, but I thought it was interesting to kind of see that a lot of these bands are still relatively new bands. Let's start with the band we just heard. Coming in at number 20 on my list so far this year is Tora with their fifth studio album, A Force Majeure, and that means an uncontrollable event in French, and that's a very fitting title coming out of 2020. Number 19 is a band that was in the top 10 at the end of the Q2 countdown. That is Crumb with Ice Melt. Ice Melt is their sophomore album. It came out on April 30th, and this band seems to really be coming into their own. Crumb had a pretty decent following after their debut album, and really is just going to add to it if they stay on this path. Number 18 is Vince Staples' self-titled album. Now, this is his sixth studio album. His first album was back in 2014, and then he followed that with his sophomore album, which was his biggest one, Summertime 06 in 2015. He then went on to release albums in 2016 and 2017 before taking a few years off and then coming out with this album here in 2021. Vince Staples gave us that on July 9th. Number 17. Now this was all the way at the top of the list at the Q2 update. Uh, this is Rostam's Change Phobia. Now the reason I dropped it so much is I think initially I was pretty enamored with the album and I really am a fan of Rostam, but it just didn't stick with me. Again, it's the 17th on the list, so it's a pretty damn good album. It just wasn't as high as I initially thought it would be. Now this is Rostam's third album. He gave it to us back in June and Rostam debuted back in 2016 with a joint album with Hamilton Lighthouse, a great album, and the 16th album. Now, the interesting thing about the 16th album is this was released prior to the Q2 update. I didn't include this um, in the top 10, but this really grew on me since uh, since it was released back in May, and that is Dayglo's sophomore album called Harmony House. Now, this is the follow-up from his debut album back in 2019, and like I said, I mean, that album just was very solid throughout. A lot of really great songs on that album, and I think over time, it really showed how much sticking power it did have. So, that's 20 down to 16. Tora, Crumb, Vince Staples, Rostam, and Dayglow. We're going to peek into another artist before we go through 15 to 11. And this artist is coming off a highly acclaimed sophomore album. This is Indigo De Souza. And she is a singer-songwriter from North Carolina. Released her second album, Any Shape You Take, back in early September. Pitchfork gave it an 8.3 out of 10. And I think it was very well-deserved. And then 
Kat Zhang from Pitchfork in her first paragraph says, The North Carolina songwriter's outstanding second album spans grungy rock and colorful hi-fi pop, illuminating her impressive voice and her ability to rig out every last drop of emotion. So we are going to check out a song off that album. This is Indigo D'Souza with her song Die Slash Cry. That's Indigo de Souza with Die Cry. Really love the way her vocals mesh with the way the guitar sounds on that song. And again, that entire album has that feel to it. So when you get a chance, check that one out. All right, we're going to go over to RYF, an artist who released a new album this past month with a song on it called Cassandra. And RYF called in to tell us a little bit about the song. Hi everybody, this is RYF. Thank you for having me on the dot. Cassandra is a song written for women. The message is, women, raise your head, be proud of yourselves. It is time to take power back through music and dance and being free and subvert all the rules that put women on the corner of meekness, gentleness, composure, of being always pretty and nice. So be a little crazy, dance and fight, and speak up and scream. I wrote this song for a theater piece called Tutto Brucia of an amazing Italian theater company called Motus. The piece is inspired by the Trojans, and this is the song for Cassandra, one of the characters, my favorite character. In the tragedy, she encourages the other women to dance with her, and I wanted to write something that make people dance too. I hope you enjoy it and thank you again. Queen of the night, inflame the stars. How many torches have a thimble? I'm dazzled. 
RYF there with Cassandra, and that song just keeps progressing and progressing and getting more intense and more intense. I love that track. Thank you so much to RYF for calling in and telling us a little bit about the song. That is off RYF's third studio album that came out on September 10th called Everything Burns. So if you like that track, definitely go check out the rest of those songs. Now let's go through 15 to 11 in the top albums of the year so far as we head into Q4. Number 15, I thought a lot this month about how I was going to position this album. This is Drake's much anticipated album, Certified Lover Boy. Now, the rollout was very interesting. You know, the Kanye and Drake beef was a, a great way to promote both of their albums as they were dropping right around the same time. Um, I think they had some kind of unwritten agreement that we're both going to put out the worst album covers of our entire career. They must have had that agreement because Kanye West was just a black square. Sick, dude. And Drake's was a bunch of the same emoji. Um, so I don't know what the thought process behind that was. He literally could have put CLB on a square and it probably would have been a cooler album cover than that. Anyway, it, it was hard to know what to say about this album. I'm a Drake fan. I thought it was a solid project. He broke a few records with this album, one being the biggest debut ever on streaming services. It broke the record on both Apple Music and Spotify for the most streamed album ever on the day of its release on both platforms. So Drake continues to prove he can break records and make hits. It was a very Drake album. Now, some of the cons about this, and this is true. I have to put aside my Drake bias and admit the truth to this. Drake's kind of lost his honesty and vulnerability in his music. What do I mean by that? When you look at some of his most recent projects, Views, Scorpion, Certified Lover Boy, it seems like every song on each one of these albums is about girls who broke his heart, how he's the hottest in the game, and how he doesn't get the respect that he deserves. Now you're thinking, Greg, that's what all Drake's music is about. And I, and I, I want to disagree with that, because it seems like ever since Nothing Was The Same came out, he hasn't been as real with us on his music. And if you go back to Nothing Was The Same, with Hold On, We're Going Home, Worst Behavior, Too Much, the whole album was pretty incredible. Go back to Take Care, when he had tracks with Rihanna. Now, he did have a track with Rihanna on Views. It just seemed like there was a more honest and real Drake on those albums than we We've seen on some of these albums and I think unfortunately Certified Lover Boy was one of the most generic Drake albums we've ever heard. It was a really good album. It was. Drake puts out really good music. I don't think anyone can debate that. However, the reason that he's 15 and, spoiler alert, Kanye West is higher on this list with his release Donda is Drake doesn't seem to be pushing any limits here. So, you know, I like the album a lot. I'm a Drake fan, but he's not winning over any people with this new album. Number 14. Really thrilled about this guy. Still woozy who released his debut album. If this isn't nice, I don't know what is. To me, it was surprising that this was his debut album because Still Woozy has been around for a number of years with singles. I feel like he's had a lot of features. I've seen him a lot on new releases, but this album was a really great project from Still Woozy. And it was surprising to me just because when he was releasing these singles, I wasn't too blown away by them. But when I heard this entire album, A, I liked the singles a lot more 
within the story of the album, but the entire album was pretty fantastic with that smooth, groovy pop music that still Woozy makes. So congratulations to him, and I really am excited to see more music come out from Still Woozy. Number 13, now this was an album in the top 10 after the Q3 update, Manchester Orchestra, The Million Masks of God. This is Manchester Orchestra's seventh studio album. Manchester Orchestra and Drake have almost the same exact timeline. Debut albums in 2009, put out their seventh albums in 2021. Yeah, never thought I'd make a Drake and Manchester Orchestra comparison. Manchester Orchestra has just proven that they are just such a professional indie rock band. So polished, know how to put together albums, have always had this very mature feel when it comes to the way they approach their albums, and I think the Million Masks of God just proved that even further here in 2021. And they put on a hell of a live show. If you've never seen them live, even if you don't like their music, when I first saw them live, I didn't really know many of their songs, and I was pretty blown away by their performance and their stage presence. Number 12, this one I did see coming. Little Sims released her fourth studio album in September. Little Sims debuted back in 2015. She has just gotten bigger and better since her debut. Her last album was phenomenal, and the singles she was putting out were such strong tracks. So it was really clear that due to Little Sims' past and what she was doing with her singles, that this was going to be a pretty top-notch album, and it was. Coming in at number 12 of the year, Little Sims with her album, Sometimes I Might Be Introvert. Now, Little Sims is a rapper from the UK, much bigger in the UK than she is here in the state. She's actually coming in 2022 to Philadelphia and she is playing the foundry. Now, Little Sims is borderline sub-headliner territory overseas, but when she comes to Philadelphia, she doesn't play the Fillmore, she plays the foundry. Go to that show. Please go to that show. She has some of the best lyricism that you will hear of all rappers that are out right now. Huge kudos to her and her new album. Number 11, and I'm surprised that I bumped this out of the top 10, uh, but number 11 is Ron Gallo with his album Piecemeal. Great album, came out back in March. This is one of the albums that stayed on the list from Q1. This was his fifth studio album. He debuted back in 2017, so he's kind of progressing his album releases a little bit faster than some of the other ones, but Ron Gallo continues to put out great music that literally could have been plucked out of like the 70s rock scene, but a little more polished into the modern age. So big ups to Ron Gallo still. I got to see him live this past month um, here in Philadelphia and he always comes through. Let's get back to the music here and go to a band from New Zealand who released a single at the very end of August that I am lumping in to the September episode. This is Park Road, written as Park RD. So they released a single called Coastline at the end of August. No album yet from this band. They started back in 2019 with their single Surfer Boy Paradise. Ones to Watch labeled them as surf rock, but that's something that really stood out to me, the way they towed the line between alternative and pop. Really great balance in this song. And Tom Angus, Leo, Carlos, and Tay make up the band. They are high school friends who are making music together and doing a great job at it. When I first heard this track and the vocals first entered the song, I really thought it was a saxophone for a split second. That's how smooth the vocals sound. Let's throw it over to Tom from Park Road to tell us a little bit about this new song, Coastline. Hey there, I'm Tom from Park Road. Thank you so much for having us here on The Dot. You're about to listen to our new song, Coastline. It's about meeting someone and the early stages of a relationship 
but kind of knowing that it's not really going to work out, but also spending a lot of time with that person and having a really nice time. Hope you enjoy. Sometimes you hear songs and you're like, this is what popular music should sound like. And I think Park Road and their song Coastline really fits that mold. So let's keep it going with the music here and let's stay overseas and go to the band Fox Lane, who called in to talk about a song that we're going to feature here off their EP that came out in September 2021. Hey, this is Fox Lane and thanks for having us on The Dot. It's nice for you to, to play us uh, all across uh, the whole, whole wide world. Um, we're, a, we're a small band from the Netherlands um, who could have earned their stripes <laughs> during the COVID pandemic. We were eager to play loads of shows, played some, some wide known showcase festivals like Eurosonic and Popronde in, in, in our country. Um, in 2019 but then the covid pandemic came and um we all know what happened then it was nice to stay at home for a while instead of touring but now we're really eager to play um, and we've been sitting on this ep um the self-titled ep uh for quite a while now i think one and a half years um and excuse me of grit the tune that you will be playing is um the next latest single that we've released um, the ep is all about our adolescent minds and it's a coming of age ep we're all in that youth culture uh, excuse me of grit is on is about one aspect of the coming of age uh, character it's about my relationship with my parents 
um, I moved out uh, five years ago and they expect me to be another child than I wish to be and it's all about the changing relationships um, the EP includes uh, other other topics as escapism and um, finding your place in a new city excuse me of greatest the most quietest uh, song of our EP um, it has a, a slow build-up we're not really eager on the the chorus and then um, just a normal chorus structure so we only play the chorus once and then we drag out the chorus on in an outro for quite a while I think I like this song the best from our new EP because it's it's really close to me and since I wrote this song my, my parents have been uh, really lovely with me the song is, is a real experience when you, you can see his life because it, with the recording it's quite mellow and quite compressed but when we play a live show then all hell will break loose I'm all around but wherever I go Hi, this is Joe from the band Cheap Teeth. Thanks for having us here on The Dot. You're about to listen to our new single called I Am The Mud. The song first came about when the drummer, Sandy, was playing a few notes on a banjo, actually, um, just messing around whilst we were recording some of our earlier efforts. Uh, this was like captured on a video, and then I kept watching the video over and over again, and the kind of melody kept staying in my head, in my head. Um, and then we kind of broke it down and kind of garaged it up and punked it up a little bit um, but I think because the first few notes were on a kind of banjo-y acoustic guitar so I think it kind of kept that kind of country swing to it and I think that's what helped influence a lot of the lyrics as well and paint a picture of a pretty kind of dismal village or town but yeah, hope you enjoy this single 
Um, we've got plenty more coming this year, and make sure you keep listening to the dot. A wise man dragging his heels down a country road. podcast that was cheap teeth with their new single i am the mud special thanks to joe for calling in and telling us a little bit about the song and how he had to punk it up a little bit and i am so happy i came across this band this past month because all of their songs are so much fun one day i know one day i'm going to be able to see them live and i am looking forward to that because i'm sure they put on a wild show no album yet from cheap teeth uh they started releasing singles back in 2018 they actually had an article come out from NME back in 2018 that talked about how they formed and their beef with the Palma Violets. Who would have thought? Um, so Cheap Teeth is from Scotland, and like I said, go check out more of their music. All right, guys, I'm going to feature one more artist before we get into the updated top 10 albums through September 17th here on the podcast. And this artist is someone we featured almost one year ago on the November 2020 edition of The Dot. This is Bleach Lab, and they just keep putting out great singles and they have an ep coming up set to be released on october 15th and jenna from bleach lab called in to tell us a little bit about their single that was released this past month called talk it out hey this is jenna from bleach lab back on the dot to tell you about our new track talk it out it's the second release from our upcoming ep nothing feels real and it's out on october 15th and like all of our other songs, Talk It Out is about a very personal experience of a relationship um, that you feel like you're losing yourself in and forgetting your boundaries and putting other people's feelings before your own. Uh, we really hope that you like it. You 
So happy to have Bleach Lab back on the dot for the second time. That band is really on to something with the vibe that they're connecting to with their music. Very excited for that EP that will be coming out on October 15th. Let's finish off this countdown of top albums of the year so far with the top 10 albums through Q3 of 2021. Now before I do this, I always try to promise you guys to keep these episodes under 45 minutes. It's like right at 35 minutes. I'm looking at the time, 10 minutes to go through these albums and I still have two more bands to feature. It's just not gonna happen. What are you, what are you gonna do? It's not gonna happen. What are you gonna do? But uh, I won't go too far over 45 minutes. I know I wanna respect everyone's time. So let's go through these top 10 albums here. Number 10, Olivia Rodrigo with her album Sour. It is really hard to put into words the impact that her album had. The only person I can compare the hype of Olivia Rodrigo to was Billie Eilish when she started to come out. Billie Eilish didn't really pop like this on her debut album. This album came out back in May. Olivia Rodrigo's album holds the record for the biggest opening week for an album by a female artist ever. Whether you like the type of music or not, you can't deny that it's a pretty damn good album. It's a fun one to listen to. So she stays in the top 10, Olivia Rodrigo with her album Sour. Number nine, here he is. Here is our man Kanye West with his album Donda that came out at the very end of August. This is Kanye's 10th studio album and a lot of people have said a lot of things about this album in my opinion this is his best album since my beautiful dark twisted fantasy so in almost a decade and i really love the creativity that kanye tends to bring you go back to his album jesus is king and that was just kind of a flop a lot of people didn't get it i think he did a really great job of connecting this jesus music with the music that people want to hear from kanye west he brought them together very nicely on this album with some huge, huge, huge features. And it really seems like there was a Drake v Kanye. You know, it seems like Drake wins with the public and the numbers and the records, but Kanye wins with the critics. And it seems like he does this more times than not. You know, critics love Kanye's music and congratulations to Kanye West. I know a lot of people were very interested in how Donda was gonna come out. Number eight, this album stayed in the top 10 from the Q2 update, Japanese Breakfast, with her album Jubilee that came out in June. This is Japanese Breakfast's third album. We got to see her live in August. Hell of a show. She is such a fantastic artist. She debuted back in 2016 and has really progressed well since then and has become a big deal, especially here in the Philadelphia area. You know, her album Jubilee stays right there solidly in the top 10. Number seven, an album from the very first month of 2021. This is the other album besides Ron Gallo that stayed in the countdown that was from Q1. This is Arlo Parks with her album Collapsed in Sunbeam. This was her debut album. Arlo Parks came up with a lot of hype in 2020 and her singles matched the hype. I thought the excitement was very fair listening to the quality of her music. She really impressed a lot of people with this album. The reason I like this album so much is it's A, a heartbreak album, but it does tell a story and it stays focused throughout the album. This album does not really veer off in random directions. It is such a coherent story throughout the entire album. And uh, Arlo Parks, that is one to watch right there. I cannot wait to see where her career takes her. Number six is an artist that we featured on The Dot previously and released their sophomore album in late August. And that is Ridgeway 
who came out with their album, Marlo. They debuted back in 2019 with their debut album, Give, and my God, did they really nail this album. It's like something between slacker rock and that traditional alternative music. A lot of people label them as surf rock, and I think that just comes from the fact that they're from Southern LA, so I think a lot of people are just like, oh, there, it's rock from LA, surf rock, but uh, man, huge kudos to this band for what they're able to accomplish with that album. There's no bad songs. There's just not a bad song on that, and I think the shock factor of, I didn't even know who Ridgeway was a year ago, and they come out with an album like this. Top five. Three of the top five albums are new, meaning that they were released since the Q2 update. Number five is not new. Current Joys with his album Voyager. Now, Current Joys is Nick Radigan from the band Surf Curse, releases a lot of music solo under the name Current Joys. This came out back in May. This is Current Joys' seventh LP. He started putting music out under that name back in 2013, and he's a pro. I mean, I, I don't know how else to say it. He's a pro, severely underrated in the industry, but he continues to come out with some really high quality music. Number four. And this could have been higher. I do admit that this could have been higher. I had a lot of trouble placing this, but I knew it was gonna be up top. Isaiah Rashad with his album, The House Is Burning. You wanna talk about a, a vibe throughout an entire album. Isaiah Rashad really captured that laid back, low key hip hop. But as low key as it was, there were still some songs that really slapped that came out very strong. His singles were awesome. And then once you heard that entire album, I was, thoroughly impressed and really understood why so many people love this guy so much. His potential is through the roof. He's on the TDE label. This album was his third LP. He debuted back in 2014 and the critics did agree with me and my friends because my friends and I loved this album. Uh, Pitchfork gave it a 7.6 out of 10. Clash Mag gave it a 9 out of 10. Metacritic, that's the site that kind of aggregates all the major music rating sites. Put it right at an 80 two out of a hundred so a really solid rating there for Isaiah Rashad very well deserved number three another artist we featured earlier this year Island with their album Yesterday Park just like Ridgeway this is Island's second album and just like Ridgeway the shock factor really took me here this band I didn't know much about until 2021 this album was as good as the albums that you hear from some of the headlining acts these days well polished extremely strong vocals and the band matches the talent of the vocals there's no boring tracks even though they're slower ballads they really take you through a journey from some upbeat indie screaming the chorus type songs to some interlude sounding very soft songs. Island really nailed that album and 8 out of 10 from All Music Mag, DIY Mag loved it. They did get a lot of love. Island and Yesterday Park, go listen to that band. Alright, number 2. This is a new one from the Q2 update. Tyler the Creator with his album, Call Me If You Get Lost, that came out on June 25th. This is Tyler's sixth studio album, and Tyler is one of those artists, and I understand this is debatable, but is one of those artists who always seems to come out with something new, and it's never bad. And what do I mean by that? It seems like a lot of artists go back to what we talked about with Drake. Tyler changes it up a lot and never really misses. I mean, you might not love the style that he did it in, but you really can't listen to what he did and be like, oh, this 
sucks. My least favorite album was Cherry Bomb. Cherry Bomb was still a hell of an album. Flower Boy, Igor, Todd of the Creators had a hell of a career and I am at the point where you can confidently say he is the best in hip hop right now. Now Kendrick Lamar is in a position to grab that right back. So Odd Future, look what happens man. Over the years Todd of the Creator becomes one of the most decorated and respected hip hop artists out there and I think he's still on the incline. Number one, nothing's changed. Nothing's really even wavered my opinion on this album. Fred again with Actual Life that came out back in April and not a ton of reviews on this album and the reviews that did come out weren't raving reviews, but I'm gonna give this album a raving review. This will stay as number one. If this gets knocked off, I think I said this exact same thing in Q2. If this gets knocked off, we're lucky because I think this was an absolute masterpiece. So there you have it. 10 through 1, 10, Livia Rodrigo, 9, Kanye, Japanese Breakfast, Arlo Park, Ridgeway, Current Joys, Isaiah Rashad, Island, Tyra the Creator, and Fred again remains in that top spot. Okay, two more bands to feature here on the episode as we approach that 45-minute mark. Uh, the first one we are going to go to before we go to the band that closes us out is Pace Shifters with their single Hurdle off their fifth LP that came out this past month called Brand New Plan. This band's been around since 2008, released their debut album in 2010 before taking a little bit of a break and releasing their sophomore album in 2018. Three-piece made up of Paul, Seb, and Yes. Jesper, the second band on the podcast from the Netherlands, and Jesper called in to tell us a little bit about this song. Hello, this is Jesper from Payshifters, all the way from the Netherlands. First of all, thanks for having us on The Dot. You're going to listen to our new song, Hurdles, from our new album, Brand New Plan. Hurdles is about problems in your life, big or small that you have to deal with instead of doing nothing about it and let the problems rule your life. May this song help you overcoming your hurdles. Enjoy! Another hour has passed Still staring at this mess Weeds they grow fast Suddenly it left me believing Having the same affair And then I said
high quality track there from Pace Shifters. Definitely check out that album. All right, guys, quick wrap up since we are already over time. We started the episode with Torah, then went to Indigo de Souza, RYF, Park Road, Fox Lane, Cheap Teeth, Bleach Lab returned to the dot for a second time. We just heard Pace Shifters. I'm going to put an artist and song on the playlist that we're not featuring here on the podcast due to time reasons. That's going to be Loose Buttons. Um, so definitely check them out. They're a lot of fun. But we're going to finish this episode and get played out by the band Lombardi and their song Sally. Now, they actually released their debut album last month in August and sent me this recording after we dropped the August episode. So I wanted to make sure to feature them here. And this is good old-fashioned rock. And Lombardi called in to tell us about this song and about how it is just roots rock from Nashville. More rock and roll on the podcast. We already said it. I'll say it again. More rock and roll on the podcast. So we're going to get played out here by Lombardi. And guys, always remember. It only happens once a month, so you must be on the dot. featured today is our song Sally. Uh, it was the first song we wrote as a band and it's also the first song to open up our debut record. Sally is just a good old-fashioned in-your-face garage rock and roll tune. Uh, it was the first song we wrote as a band um, back in September. Uh, we were out celebrating our drummer Ryan's birthday, having some beers, eating some pizza, and we were listening to uh, Rage Against the Machine. And we were just kind of talking about how the Nashville music scene didn't have a lot of like true kind of just like old school in your face rock and roll bands. You know, there's a lot of indie, there's a lot of alternative, there's a lot of pop here, but there's not like loud, high energy, intense rock and roll. And uh, we were kind of just thinking like, dude, we could totally we could totally do something like this. So we went home and um, turned the amps up to ten and. Uh, I started playing that intro riff, and then everything kind of just fell into place. And uh, we wrote the song in about 30 minutes, and recorded a, a demo that night of the song, which actually sounds very similar to what you hear on the studio version. It's a fun song. It's it's simple. It's roots rock. Uh, it's in your face. It's high energy. Um, it's always a hit at shows. We love to either open or end shows with it. 
um, and we opened the album with it. And uh, it's always a highlight of the night playing it. And uh, yeah, um, so that's that's the story of Sally. And Sally kind of spearheaded the creation um, of the band and the album. And uh, it's it'll always be a uh, staple song for us. So we're very honored that uh, y'all are featuring it today on the dot. I uh, hope you enjoy it. And thank you again for the dot for having us. Thank you. 